Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Secure AF podcast, the podcast about all things cybersecurity. I'm your host, Teddy Underkoffler. Today, I'm joined with Andrew Nolan, COO of Alias, as we talk about cybersecurity insurance. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Secure AF podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Teddy. So today we're going to talk about cybersecurity insurance. Can you tell me a little bit about what that actually is? Yeah, so uh, cybersecurity insurance, just like any other uh, commercial insurance, is something that you put in place to protect your business, you know, like you would with fire insurance or liability insurance, uh, errors and omissions, all those things. If you run into some sort of incident or some sort of situation where you need to activate that, um, in this case, it would be if a cybersecurity incident, such as you know a data breach of somehow, whether that's somebody getting their email compromised or somebody falling victim to a you know phishing attack, or even you know all the way down to somebody trying to take information from the company and take it to another, you know that's uh, cyber information theft, and those are things that you would want to activate that sort of policy on. Um, you know the big thing that I'm seeing people using these policies with here recently are ransomware attacks. Okay. Yeah, and that's an interesting topic in itself. And so with the ransomware attacks, right, assuming you have all of your data ransomed, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. a hacker is asking you to pay money, does it cover the fee to pay a hacker? Does it cover the cost of hiring a company? Like what what would you expect to get from your cybersecurity insurance coverage? Yeah, so, you know, when they first came out, they were very, they, they varied a lot is what it really came down to. There was not really a standard and, you know, the companies that were rolling out these policies didn't really I think understand the process of recovering from a data breach and all of that. So um, at first you would find companies that would, uh, you know, do something such as calling an IT company to help them rebuild their infrastructure because they've had a ransomware attack and they can't access anything. So in some cases that would be covered and other cases it wasn't. And so it was very, very important to, you know, dive into your policy very, you know, detailed and very particularly to make sure that all the standards that they have for you to be able to activate it, you're meeting those and that, you know, you're doing it in the process that they find acceptable. Now, in, you know, the last year or two, I think they have become more standardized and cover a lot more stuff. So as far as getting a forensic team or even just a IT incident response team to come in and contain the breach, that would be covered with it now. All the preservation and everything to get your company back up and going, that is typically covered now too. But, you know, I can't harp this enough that it's very, very important to know the details of your policy. What would you say are some things people might expect to be covered by cyber insurance that actually don't end up being covered? So I think one of the more common issues that companies are running into uh, just because of more and more data breaches happening is that, you know, one of their employees, their credentials get leaked in some big data breach, whether it was the LinkedIn data breach or Yahoo or any of those. And they've used the same password and the same username over and over again, just continue to recycle those. And so, you know, a cyber criminal comes across the username and password and tries it on a different platform. 
you know, or maybe gotcha. they try it with their email address and they're successful and they're able to get in. And they go sending out, you know, they see that, hey, you send invoices to this company. Uh, maybe they find that company, their account's payable, they send them, you know, an invoice that uh, uh, W9 updating your information, updates your ACH information, and then sends them a new invoice. If that company pays them, I mean, that's probably not going to be covered. Uh, that's one mm-hmm. of those things that that can definitely be seen as negligence mm-hmm. by the company. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's a situation that a lot of people run into that they wouldn't even think that, why would I not be covered for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it's probably the best example. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so what kind of companies do you think should have cybersecurity insurance? I mean, if you think, you know, there's mm-hmm. like flood insurance, tornado insurance, but not every house or homeowner needs that. Mm-hmm. So does every business need cybersecurity insurance? I would say yes. And especially if you do not have like a full-time IT team or a full-time uh, security team on staff. Um, it, it really is, it, it can oftentimes be your only line of defense uh, when it comes to somebody, you know, holding your company for ransom or, you know, losing all of your information and having to, you know, let your customers know about that and disclose all of the information around that. So if you do have one of those policies in place, it, it gives you a little bit of a safety net. Okay. A little bit of like wiggle room and just for in sure. case. For sure. I, w- I would say, you know, the three most important things that a company can really do is have a cybersecurity insurance plan, do security awareness training, and make sure that they're patching. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think those are the three. <laughs> That's like the that, bare minimum. <laughs> that, that would prevent, you know, probably 85% of data breaches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so where would you buy cybersecurity insurance? Are there brokerages specific for it? Yeah, so, you know, looking at uh, the 2020 statistics for who are the primary providers, you know, the number one companies, Chubb, that offers uh, those types of insurance policies. But looking at how they do that, they usually roll it out as a part of a full comprehensive insurance policy rather than a standalone policy. If you are looking for a standalone policy, you know, something that you can get, you know, a one-off that isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg with all the other uh, things that it's bundled into, you know, there's options such as like travelers. And then another one that I noticed that was right behind Chubb and, you know, like 90, I think, percent of their uh, cybersecurity insurance policies are standalone okay. was a group called XL Renaissance. XL Renaissance? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not super familiar with them, but I mean, they're obviously, they've, they've got a very uh, large portion of the market, so they must mm-hmm. be doing something right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. So with a cybersecurity policy, I don't know, how much do you think that would cost? It really, it, it really depends on, you know, the size of your company and the number of assets and, you know, how much is, you know, an hour of downtime to your company. Mm-hmm. There's tons and tons of factors that go into pricing it and then, you know, how far your coverage is going to go. So I, I wish I could give you a roundabout number, but I, <laughs> I would say definitely go talk to your insurance agent about that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So to kind of summarize, it sounds like cybersecurity insurance everyone needs it mm-hmm. it depends on the size of your company for how much it's going to cost but it could save you in the long run if you do get ransomware or something like that mm-hmm. yeah i think more more now than ever before it's not a matter of if but when you're going to have a data breach 
And so just ignoring the, having that sort of policy, thinking, hey, I'm just some little old company. Why would somebody want to come after me? I mean, with the Internet, you're right next door to everybody else. And if your data is available, it doesn't matter who you are. It's it, it can be uh, it can be breached. It can be ransomware. And if you don't have a safety net, like we mentioned, uh, how cybersecurity insurance really can be, then you're going to be in a tough situation. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Secure AF podcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Take care.